Hey guys, James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound. We are backstage in the beautiful, beautiful city of Edinburgh right now, and look who has stopped by. It's Josh and Max from Yumi at Six. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Hello. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour, exactly. In the Scottish climate, that's the way to say it right there. Um, gents, it's really nice to see it back on the road, which has got to be so fucking exciting after, my God, a year where you must have just been dying to get out there and play those new songs again, right? Yeah, it's been cool. Um, obviously, did a bit of touring in September, which was really nice. Did Redden and Leeds, like, last minute. And this has kind of been, like, stuff that should happen last January, so it's nice to be out doing it. But um, kind of, like... You said playing the new songs, but then tonight we're playing all the <laughs> Tonight you're playing all the old stuff. So it's, true. Yeah, so it's kind of... We're giving what the people want at the end of the day, don't they? They loved, they loved Hold Me Down. They get a good slice of that, and they get a good slice of some new songs as well. That's what we want, the slice of new songs. I did want to ask you about that, because obviously number one record, congrats on that again. But like, yes. it's just really nice. I remember when we were chatting when it was coming out, it felt built to play live in a big, mm. big way. It's got to be, I mean, every band's been struggling with that, but it's really frustrating to have this record that's so, so made for those rooms. It must be so nice to finally see what the reactions are like, I guess, to the different moments on that record. Yeah, 100%. Because um, you kind of can build up in your own head, like what people are going to like, what they're not going to like. And you can like look at streaming numbers and stuff like that. But really the only, the only way to truly gauge whether or not a new record's doing well is by playing it in front of people. That's the most honest, like, you can't fake that. Yeah, there's true. no hiding either. Like, you can tell someone's like, mm, they didn't like that one, did they? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but then there's obviously the ones who are like, okay, that one really connected. That felt good. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when like you guys were making it and everything and like talking to you guys around it, you were very, very hyped up with this record and rightly so. It felt like a really, really nice moment. I was delighted to see the success you guys had with it. Now it's a little bit in the rear view. How are you reflecting on it as a, you've got a bit of perspective now. How are you feeling about that record and, and what it says about the current mood of the band, I suppose? I think it's an important one for us because it's like it's a record we needed to make 100% and it's kind of like the one that set up the what's the word the confidence to make those sort of strides yeah. um, creatively but like yeah it was, it, it was a weird one because I kind of like I know the other guys said this as well but like we kind of lent on that record during like the lockdowns and stuff like that like it was, it was like a crutch to be like whenever you're having a bad day of like imposter syndrome you can put that record and go people haven't heard this yet and when they hear it they're going to love it hopefully as much as we do so putting it out was great because I kind of felt like for the first time in a long time I was like a Yumi at Six fan waiting for a release so it was nice to be on that side of it as well what would you like to add? Yeah I think you nailed it on the head but it's nice to now have the record out in the world and everybody to hear it and over the last couple of months people seeing it live and for us to all be in a room playing it together yeah. as well because we hadn't played the record as a band until what september yeah so for us to go in there and play these songs together as a band for the first time since thailand it was like oh wow they sound really good in a room all together just jamming out and having fun and it's been great to see the way the fans have reacted to the songs you know songs like beautiful way and sucker punch uh, i think are clear and obvious big fans. fan favorites in the set you know and i think even for us writing music moving forward it's like they work really good how can we just send those into overdrive and think about moving forward yeah 100 percent, man and yeah we mentioned there of course you are playing a bit of a different set tonight you know you've been touching and hold me down and all that kind of stuff with these anniversary slightly delayed anniversary for obvious reasons but you're in there uh it always fascinates me when people do this and they play the record front to back what were the moments you had to go wait how does that go again what was the what were the bits we had to really refresh <laughs> yeah. the memory it was a bit of like a a collective car crash <laughs> right okay Jonas. but more, more of like it th there was like two or three where we'd never played them live before sure. like take your breath away and i played live for 
no such thing and I played live before and like you could tell when we first joined but then there was also songs like Underdog Stared Me you did Confidence we know well but I think it was one of those that the main reason we wanted to do it is like we haven't celebrated it if you like in the way we did with Take for Colours more because we didn't necessarily want to do like a big tour for it or anything like that but having been in that situation where we'd all been like locked up and just not been able to do anything with like our audience or whatever we thought well we're doing these shows anyway how can we make it like just that little bit more special never like sort of like you were either there or you weren't yeah. whereas like also when we did the hot the color stuff it was like these massive shows for it same with sinners we're doing next year whereas these like you either bought a ticket and you're one of 500 or you're not sort of thing yeah. and i think that kind of makes it even even more special as well yeah definitely no it's a nice thing to be able to acknowledge in that way ice machine well. Yeah. Oh, it's the ice machine. That's the one I thought was the bug for a second. Backstage. Um, let's talk about next year, as you alluded to there, the Sinner shows. Absolutely fucking... What a great idea that is. Like, to do it, but do it in a massive fuck-off big way like that over, over a couple of nights. It's just so, so exciting. Tell me, I guess, a little bit about... You know, I like I like with album anniversaries to kind of think about what stayed the same there. Is there anything you learned making that record that kind of stuck with you and applies to Sucker Punch and whatever you're working on now? Um... I think predominantly like the spirit of that record is quite similar to the one that we had on Sucker Punch where it's sort of like Sinners was the first time in our band's career where it wasn't just like straight up pop punk yeah. rock you know like it was way more diverse it was like you know we had like Winston yeah. Parkway Drive on a track do you know what I mean like an Ollie obviously on, Brink, um, on Bite My Tongue and you know like I think there was a confidence in that record which we kind of tried to tap into for Sucker Punch so I think that sort of thing of it was the same headspace of we're just gonna do this and people either like it or they won't and we felt that way on sinners i think i think kind of taking away looking at that sinners record and kind of alluding back to the shows as well as the final night of sin and what a moment it yeah. was in our band's career and i think that was the reason why we looked at doing the weekend of sin you know the 10 years of sin however you want to look at it is is kind of given a nod to that show because it was a, such a big moment in our band's career to kind of go and play Wembley Arena at that time. And then obviously knowing that it's a fan favorite of the UMI at Six Back Catalog, we wanted to celebrate it in a way that wasn't doing the same as the final night of Sim, but kind of doing something a bit more special. Yeah. And obviously it's in conjunction with Slam Dunk just before that weekend as well. And obviously knowing Ben Ray for a long time and when we came up with the idea and spoke about it. it it was actually going to be a massive long tour and it kind of felt it felt irrelevant because we did that on take off your colors you know so by kind of paying homage to the ten, like 10 years of sin yeah. of doing it like the final night of sin was it made sense for us and it was a really exciting idea and you know obviously having the lineup of the hunter and holding absence and there's a couple more to be added onto oh, the right. bill as well is it feels like you know with a band like holding absence it kind of is kind of paying back to where that sound of that record was you know, and then with the guys in the Hunter who we know as well, like great dudes and yeah. it's gonna be an amazing night and you know, for us to go and play that record from start to finish is I think it's gonna be a bit of an emotional night mm. because I think there is songs on that record that will, you know, we haven't played for a long time or again never played before. But, you know, as if I'm looking at it from inside of the band, it's a record that kind of elevated us to that level of going to arenas and yeah. I think we're, we're looking at that show and going well we're going outdoor with this so let's make it feel like an outdoor show 
Yeah, it's going to be a big event, guys. Really big event. It's really, really exciting to see. And speaking of kind of moments from that era and everything, obviously, you know, last time you got out there live was uh, on that Bring Me Tour. I mean, what a lineup that was. My God, like absolutely huge, huge night that was. Um, Going to do Ollie with Bite My Tongue as well, which is a really, really nice moment at the end there. That's just got to be, again, a nice nostalgic thing without going OTT on it. But they're Mm. all friends of yours and getting to have little moments like that has got to be a wonderful, wonderful thing to celebrate those moments, right? Yeah, for sure. It's, It's one of those things that like, um, you know, it, it, it. I don't think either of our bands would have expected to still be in bands in 2021. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Especially like doing it at that level. Um, obviously, the, the the stuff that those lads have gone to do has been insane. Um, and yeah, we've known them for a very long time. And when we spoke about you know obviously doing the tour, it's like well at some point we should try and wheel that song out together rather than just like us playing it. Um, and I think I think both bands are a little bit like we're trying to ease our way into this whole playing live thing again and Ollie as well in particular sort of like I don't want to go out there and blow my voice and then no, you know that sort of stuff he's like we've got to do it at least on one of the shows like it'll be amazing and like yeah it's one of those things that I think again it was you were either there or you weren't sort of moment which is which I think makes it special but it's a massive victory for the scene I think we've been talking about this in many interviews you know that have gone by where it's like as a collective we need to sort of like do what they do more and in, in sort of the hip-hop world where they sort of like elevate each other and like you know jump on each other's songs and and or do little features on, on live shows like that because it, it makes the scene be celebrated and talked about in a more sort of widespread um capacity versus us all having like our own little islands if you like so that's why i thought that tour was so important because you're celebrating a band like bring me you're celebrating a band like you meet six and you're celebrating a band like Nova Twins that are just coming through like for English rock music I don't think it gets bigger than that to be honest for a long time but also celebrating live music full stop yeah true because obviously after the course of not going to even say the word because I'm sure everybody's bored of it likewise we all are ourselves but to kind of go back in and do those shows in September they were they were like the really the first shows coming back after everything and it was it felt like a special moment watching seeing the reaction from fan bases colliding together making new fans seeing old fans but also just being in a room going we've all just missed live music yeah. and I think you could really tell that on you know on the headline run and then going into the horizon run as well it's just people were so excited just to be back listening to live music again because being starved is something that's essentially helped everybody out over the course of 18 to 24 months it's like we're so grateful to be here now and are coming together of, there's no dickheads yeah. It's everybody just having fun and enjoy it. And I think there was a moment in London on, on the horizon run at the O2 where something happened in the crowd and it was notified very quickly. And it was like, right. stop, stop the show. Let's get that sorted out. And it was dealt with because everybody's looking out for each other. Yeah. And I think that is the the real, um, not saving grace, but I think that's something that we've all learned as well, which is so great to see that it hasn't gone out the window and it's, oh, we forget about those 24 months or 18 months we've all just gone through. It's actually like, no, we look after you. We look after you. And that, I think that's what it's been like being back out on the road again as an internal for you, me at six is just go and have fun yeah. and enjoy it because it can be taken away like that without you even realizing so yeah. it's been fantastic yeah spirit of community there both in terms of collaborations i see it across the scene at the minute actually which is really really encouraging like you say and yeah obviously with the fans as well it's just really really nice to see you guys back out there and celebrating these moments again i'll leave you with this gents what is kind of next are we thinking about the next moves musically yet what what kind of stage are we at guys um sort of like 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. To be honest, like I think we've we've sort of started playing around some ideas, but I think we were just trying to work out whether or not we can tour this year or not internationally, which is kind yeah. of looking less and less likely. So we probably will be back in the studio. But we, in Yumi, like we don't really stop writing. We've always been creative in some capacity. So I'm sure music will come soon, but it's got to be right. I think we made a record which kind of really, for us, raised the bar in terms of what we want to create. So we can't, we're not really in the business to like just put an old, out any old thing, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so when it's ready, it's ready. And I think it will probably be probably summerish time for something at least something at least something at least something yeah. exciting stuff boys exciting stuff i'll let you go get ready for the show tonight gents but always Thanks, great man. to talk to you and we'll see you again you soon you, all right all right you mix it